Get it. The Bird Show. Read this this morning. Cass, Kristen, women are now adding fake second belly buttons to their stomach to make their legs look longer. This is news to me. (laughs) I haven't seen my belly button in years. Okay. (laughs) It says this original... It's the thing right above our (laughs) C-section scars. (laughs) Yeah, I added a C-section scar to make my legs look longer. (laughs) It's a nice smiley face. Oh, it is. Smiley face. And our boobs from breastfeeding hang so low. Those can be your eyes. eyes. Oh, and the nose and the smile. It's a drunk smiley face. Man, I feel so much better about my body now that I know I have a built-in smiley face. I think we really do between our sagging nipples, our belly button, and our C-section scars. My life is great. Okay, self-esteem in here is through the roof. Hey, don't worry, Beyonce. Can you make them go googly eyes? Just by whipping your chest around? So this has become like a thing in China first, right? I'm just going to read it because I don't understand it. You buy temporary tattoos. This sounds asinine. That look like belly buttons. You put one on your stomach a few inches above your actual belly button and cover your real one with a high-waisted skirt or pants. If you wear a crop top or anything that shows your stomach, it creates an optical illusion. Your waist looks higher, so your legs look longer. Wow. So I'm looking at the before and after photo, because there's a photo of a woman wearing, like, low-rise sweatpants exposing her belly button. And then she has on the belly button tattoo and has pulled the pants up. Does it work? I mean... It does, but I don't know what's appealing about it. I feel like you could just pull your pants up and probably like get the same effect. But then you would be hiding your belly button. Correct. Yes. So this is showing the fake belly button. Yes. And creating a longer look. It's very bizarre. If it makes you happy and it fuels the tattoo, fake tattoo industry, you know, I, I can't be mad at it. But oh, you I, really don't think that, you liar. I don't, it's dumb. I don't get it. I don't get it, but it doesn't mean somebody else isn't applying a fake belly button tattoo right now in the mirror being like, damn, I look good. When is it necessary or respectful to supply closure after a relationship and when is it just a waste of time? Mm-hmm. That is the question. And I feel like I go back and forth on that. And after a shocking phone call recently, I might have finally made up my mind <laughs> because I feel like we, we talk about if closure is necessary a lot. And I've always been on the side of once something ends, what does it really matter? Isn't it, doesn't this depend on the time of the relationship too? Like if you're going out with somebody for a year and a half, you need closure. You're going out with somebody for a week and a half, maybe not. So maybe that's what it is for me, because typically in my life, once a relationship has ended, it it just ended. I didn't really need an apology, an explanation. I didn't need anything. If she takes off, if she's the one that breaks up, you don't want to know why? No, I I never felt it necessary. If you're not happy and and you want to go, then that's your prerogative. Bro, you're like a robot. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I guess I just try not to take it personally, right? Like sometimes people... But it is. She broke up with you. It's you. No, no. That's not... Well, maybe. <laughs> but either way, unless it's something that can genuinely help me as a person right. mm. that I'll benefit from, then give it to me. But most of the time, it's not that. Mm-hmm. So typically, no, I've not needed it. Now, I was in a two-year relationship a few years ago that ended suddenly. And it was a relationship that I thought would last. I mean, it was it was probably the first relationship I've ever been in. That In my mind, I was like, I could really see this going to distance. And the, the breakup was literally sudden. She did something she shouldn't have done. She didn't cheat on me or anything like that. 
but um, she approached people in my life in a way that she should not have approached them, in a, in a way that a significant other should just never do. Like too intimately or disrespectfully? Disrespectfully. Mm. And I've... I've I've been damaged from it since. I mean, it, it really did play a part in my career, in my life. It caused a lot of damage in my life to the point where once it happened, it was it was nothing to discuss. Mm. It was over. So it ended just like that. And the next day we talked, we spoke about it once. And I genuinely thought when she called me, it was gonna be, I'm so sorry for what I did. I should have never done that. Are you okay? But it was more like, I did what I did, I don't care. Double down. Double wow. down. So that was it. There was no point in us even talking anymore after that. And we didn't talk after that for about two years. And did, at first, I kind of felt like I wanted some an apology at the least because I just put so much into that relationship. I felt like I had poured so much into it for it to just end the way that it did and for you not even to offer as much as an explanation to where this even came from because it was very sudden to me. I didn't even know she had these feelings. She was dealing with all of this. And in my mind, I kind of beat myself up over it for a while in looking at it like, what did I do? But it genuinely was a situation where the more I sat with it, I really didn't understand what I did or what I could have done. And I, and I just, I guess it was hard for me to accept that sometimes people just do whatever they want and they don't think about the consequences of how it's going to affect someone else. Right. And I was just stuck with that. And so recently I started dating and the relationship got more serious quickly than I realized it would. And it put me in this, this funny spot because I was in therapy one day and I was talking to my therapist about my past relationship. And she was kind of um, connecting some of the things that I had gone through in my previous relationship as to why it's been a bit difficult for me to accept my current relationship and she was connecting them in a way that I didn't ask her to, and I didn't appreciate it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was all making a lot of sense to me. And she asked me, like, do you think that you may still need a bit of closure from the last one? And she said, before you answer, think about it. Before you just say, because I was about to just say, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. She said, no, genuinely think about it. And when I did, I wasn't sure. And it was awkward because my therapist said a lot of time in life when people are in a relationship, Sometimes they do need to have a conversation with the person they were in a relationship with before, but most people wouldn't appreciate that. Most people don't want you to talk to your ex about anything when you're in a relationship with them. But she said there is a, I guess, a maturation that some people should or try to develop in that it may actually help your current partner mm-hmm. close some things and become a better person for you if you gave them the space to have a conversation with their previous partner. Yeah, if you're digging the grave deeper to get closure, then you're good to go. (laughs) Exactly, right? (laughs) So she asked me, do you think your current partner would be okay with you having a conversation with your last? And I didn't didn't think so. I told her, I'm not sure, but I'm also not going to (laughs) ask. I'm not, I just don't want to ask that question. Things are going so well. I don't want to do that. And ironically, I got a phone call, random number, didn't know who it was, picked it up which I normally don't do. I normally never pick up numbers I don't know, but for some odd reason, I picked it up this day. And it was my ex. Oh, your therapist called the ex and said, told the ex to call you. Call this man (laughs) because he's going to keep coming in here complaining about this and I'm done with it. (laughs) Call him now. And she wanted to talk. And I was kind of in shock that it was her. I wasn't expecting it at all. Especially because this just came up in therapy and everything. Right. The timing of it. And so 
the conversation, it wasn't long. It was pretty brief. And I, I think it was um, it was one of those conversations where she was trying to fish out how serious my current relationship is. Uh, okay, so she wasn't calling, like, for any kind, like, closure. She was randomly calling just to find out your status in the new relationship. So I think it was both. Because in the beginning, the questions were more geared towards, you know, so how serious is the relationship? How long have y'all been seeing each other? I see you traveling. Stuff like that. And I'm like, where is this going? Because what are we doing here? And then she got to it. It became, it was the most transparent I'd ever seen her. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to just be honest. I can't stop thinking about it anymore. I can't stop thinking about us wow. and what could have been. Dang. And I feel like if I don't take this time now to tell you that I may never get the opportunity. And then she finally gave me the apology. She, she gave me the explanation of where she was at the time, what kind of set her off, what put her in that place. And she's like, two years. I was convincing myself that I didn't need to apologize to you because I was stuck in my own truths. Mm. And I was wrong. Ooh. And I should have done this a long time ago. And I just want you to know, she told me that the relationship was great. I was great. It was her own personal demons that she was dealing with. And she took... She took accountability like I was begging her to do when we were together. <laughs> like, you want to do this now? But it was refreshing to was hear it? it. It didn't reopen the door a little bit for nah, you in any way, it, shape, or form? It, it didn't. It really didn't. And I think because my feelings are so indifferent toward it now that it, it didn't move me one way or the other. Did her explanation, did you, is that what you expected the explanation to be when she talked about where she was in that moment? Or did it completely catch you off guard? It caught me off guard because, um... I didn't expect for her to take accountability to the point where it was like, it really wasn't you. Like, there was nothing you could have done differently. There was there was nothing that I needed from you that you didn't provide. I was just in a really bad place, and I needed to grow up, and I needed to mature, and I did not expect that at all. And it, I felt for in that I think she was hoping that that would lead to some type of reconciliation, but that's done with. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and you don't really, I guess you don't truly know until you're faced with that opportunity of like, is this really done? And it is. And I told her that. I was completely honest with her. Like, those feelings are long gone. But I don't know exactly what it did to me. I'm still trying to process mm -hmm. it. But it gave me something. It gave me something that I felt like I needed. And now I genuinely feel like I can finally close that chapter. There's no more thinking about it, wondering. And I can fully move on. Does your current lady know about that conversation? She does now. You mean like right this like second? Right now. Oh, she just found out. <laughs> All right. Yeah. We'll do a follow-up tomorrow. Right around this time. Get it. The Bird Show. Let me ask you guys if this is a stupid question. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> <You're> already answered. Because <laughs> um, I see a, we get these prep services. We oh. can hear you, Tommy. Your mic's on, Tommy. Thanks, man. <laughs> Um, well oil machine, huh, Dom? There you go, Dom. You're wondering if we ever feel pressure to be perfect? There you go. <laughs> Absolutely not. So I see all these morning shows that are having this debate, and they keep reporting that this has been such a great debate on the air. And I'm looking at it going, what am I missing here? So let me just run this by you guys. Is lemonade considered a juice? Yes. No. Oh. Yeah, it's lemon juice. Okay, here it's we juice, go. It's juice, right? Maybe, no, it's maybe, a mocktail. Maybe they're right. Here we go. Okay. I didn't think this was going to be any debate at all. Is lemonade a juice? Yeah, it's the juice of a lemon. Exactly. No, the juice of a lemon is in the beverage. 
But it is concocted with sugar, maybe simple syrup if you want to get fancy. Orange juice is the same yeah, way. I'm about to say, isn't that Apple every juice? juice is you, the same way. No, because you Cranberry can, juice is the same way. You can add things to your apple or cranberry juice, where if you're saying that you do add it to lemonade. You do add. There are so much additives. If you yes. look at the box of an apple juice, or there's a reason why Jimmy doesn't First of all, drink. we don't appreciate your condescending attitude. <laughs> 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 no, <Not> would you? <laughs> I don't get passionate about talking to y'all like y'all foolish. <laughs> I've never felt so belittled on this show before. <laughs> I may not get passionate about many things, but I get passionate about juice by God. No, like if you look at the back of any package of like juice, especially kids' juices, apple, cranberry, orange, it is full of so many other things besides the juice of the actual fruit. I, I'm with, I do not consider for me for whatever reason juice feels healthy. It's not apple it's juice. Definitely not. Yeah, I guess if you're buying the ones like yeah, generically off the shelf that has sugar in it and all that. Why do y'all see lemons as any different? I don't get it. Okay, so here's my closing argument. <laughs> so let's say you're going to make lemon chicken piccata. Are you going to add lemonade to it or are you going to squeeze a lemon over the chicken? I'm going to use a lemon. Boom. So but lemonade is not a juice. You don't use apple juice if you're making an apple pie. But you wouldn't do that, period. But, like, if you were going to have, like, a taco and you wanted to squeeze some lime juice on it, you would squeeze the lime. You wouldn't put a limeade in your chicken. But we're not talking about, but that's not (laughs) juice. That's, like, in the recipe, it's, like, lemon or lime. In this instance, if we're talking about beverages, like, Mm -hmm. juices, like, all the lineup of juices... I mean, they don't call it lemon juice because that would sound weird. But, like, if you're comparing it to what's in orange juice and what's in cranberry juice and what's in apple juice, lemonade would be constituted as a juice. Am I really going to the phones for this? one 855 I literally read this and I said, this is what's wrong with morning radio. Is that shows are debating this for three minutes and 15 seconds and it seems so stupid. And here we are. And here we are. And we can't figure it out. But I'm with Abby. I can't put my finger on it. But lemonade, it's not a juice. If you go buy the little uh, lemon squeeze thing in a, in a restaurant, or a grocery store. Yeah. Don't don't they call that lemon juice? They do. Just like it's lime juice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's not lemonade. It's not lemonade, right. But you can still if you can make a juice out of lemon and, and if you squeeze a lemon and it becomes a substance that you drink, how is it not a juice? Exactly. Then what is it? I mean, yeah, they don't call it lemon juice, but I mean you can use the juice of an orange on, you know, in recipes. Right. Um so to me, like if you're just talking about the juice of a fruit is different than the beverage juice. But if we're talking about looking at the beverages of juices, apple juice, cranberry juice, the juice. orange juice, lemonade is technically a juice. But then why don't you just call lemon? Hey, I'll have a lemon juice, and it's and they bring you a lemonade. No, it's, it's not what it was called. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Is a lemon drop not a candy? When does it stop? (laughs) (laughs) Listeners are as superficial as we are. Good morning, Lisa. Is lemonade considered a juice? It totally is not a juice. There you go. Yes. Why? (laughs) And and, and I'm going to pull the mom card. Kristen, if you go to the store, you'll see there's a bunch of juices for kids that say 100% juice. And Mm. on the back, especially if it's not concentrate, it'll be just apple. You can squeeze an apple and get apple juice. You can squeeze an orange and get fresh squeezed orange juice. But you cannot make lemonade 
with just lemons. And she called you a bad mom. <laughs> <laughs> she said she's going to pull the mom card. She just said you're a bad mom. She did. Because I'm a bad mom because I don't let my child drink juice. <laughs> because guess what? It's full of sugar. Uh, all right. She said not juice, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm... We lost our juice. I got not juice, not juice, not juice. Yeah. It's not juice? It says not juice. I say it's a juice. This is like I wouldn't call it lemon juice, right. but I would say it's in the juice family. That's what I thought. This is like the conversation where I got, um, I told you guys about where I got in a fight with my friend about whether a Tootsie Roll was chocolate or not, which it's not. It's, yeah, no, it's not, is it? It's not chocolate. What is a Tootsie Roll then? It's chocolate flavored, but it's not chocolate. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider like if I want a piece of chocolate, I'm not grabbing a Tootsie Roll. Because right. to me, that's not chocolate. That's like those mm. craft cheese slices are really not cheese either. But Jimmy <laughs> eats those. <laughs> so the chemicals are delicious. <laughs> it melts so good. Get it, the Bird Show. All right, so Cass uh, from Reddit, are they being the a hole? She wants to know if she's being the a-hole for checking her husband's dash cam footage on his car without his permission. She lives with her husband and their seven-year-old daughter. She writes, my daughter and I recently went on a short trip out of state while my husband stayed as he had to work and was supposed to look after our dog. On the last day of our trip, we got a call from my husband who was acting distraught and said that our dog Ellie had run away and he couldn't find her. He claims she just bolted away from him in the park into some bushes and he couldn't find her anywhere. Our dog is quite small. It's a mini poodle mix and she's almost 13 years old and she's active, but it's really unlike her to run away from us. I was suspicious, but I chose to believe my husband and me and my daughter were in grief, but we didn't want to blame him. When we came back home, he seemed surprisingly okay, unlike the two of us. Ever since the pandemic, my husband started working from home and he's always been annoyed at how much attention we gave the dog Ellie and he hated how much Ellie begged to sit on our laps while his, and his while he worked. A few days later, we got a call from an annual animal rescue in a neighboring state quite far from us that she had been found. I picked up the phone and it was out on our landline, which we almost never use these days, but it was the contact on the microchip. I told my husband and he just said, that is great. I am so happy. But it felt kind of blunt and insincere. And I said, it's strange that she got so far away in a neighboring state. And he responded that someone must have stolen her and then abandoned her. This made little sense to me as to why that would happen. But OK, when he was out drinking with his buddies, I copied the videos from his dash cam for the days I was away. And I saw that he had indeed taken Ellie far out of state and then dropped her in front of his car <gasps> and thrown a Frisbee-like object into a field, yelled fetch, and drove off without her. What? That's, that's evil. Wow. That is evil. I was livid. I confronted him, and he just stupidly muttered how he dropped her there so she could find a farm and have a better life, and then the next day got really angry at me for viewing his dash cam footage without his permission and called me and my seven-year-old daughter a-holes. So, am I the a-hole for checking my husband's dash cam footage on his car that he owns without his permission? You're even like, if you were 5% a-hole, even 5%, he's such an a-hole that it totally crossed out your a-holism. She's only an a-hole if she stays with him. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> Divorce immediately. There is no other option. I cannot even fathom. That's so gross. Uh, well, it's so bizarre that this behavior is coming out of nowhere. Like, there's no way 
that this man hasn't had some like creepy red flags that have popped up before in this marriage. I think this is the final straw for you. I say you get out. That's evil. I agree with Bert. I mean, as much as I would be torn because I, I, I'm never a fan of going through people's things and like going like that's their private stuff. I don't think you should do that because of what she found. Mm-hmm. If, if it does make her an a-hole to do it, his a-holeness canceled hers out. <laughs> I mean, it didn't just cancel. Terrible, it trumped it. It trumped that's it. really, really awful. The Bert Show. All right. Is it weird to ask your brother or uncle for sperm? Now, I want, uh, hear me out. Hear me out. No, okay. Let's end it here. Yes. Hear me out. This is a rhetorical question, right? Yes. Okay. It's a rhetorical. It, of course it's Well, weird. maybe. So hear me out. I was having brunch with my niece and her girlfriend and my son Jimmy was there and they were, you know, complimenting Jimmy. And then we were talking about like behaviors that Jimmy has gotten from me and behaviors Jimmy has gotten from my husband. Because you can see bits of yourself in your child. We've talked about this recently on the show. What do you see in that's you and what do you see that's Bart? Yes. like what, your No, child- like what do you see? I'm asking. Oh, well, like what we've talked about before on the show, like my energy level, <laughs> like, you know, Crackhead Jimmy is Caffeine Kristen. Like, it's, they're like, they're one of the same. And um, my husband is very, like, methodical, and Jimmy is very methodical. And so, like, he will line up his trucks. He's very, like, he's he's particular in that aspect. And that's very See. much my husband. You actually posted something so cute on your Instagram story of, like, that stance uh-huh. that Jimmy does. And you said it was, like, mm-hmm. your dad. And I just think thought that was so sweet to see a little bit of your of your father. No, that's not my dad. Oh. That's my husband. Oh, just kidding. Never yeah. Mind. No. So that's... And that's what we were talking about because that's her side of the family. So Jimmy has a stance with the hands on the hip and you take your wrist and you bend them backward. My husband stands like that. My father-in-law stands like that. My, um, my brother-in-laws stand like that. Like that is a Mattingly trait through and through. And even my nieces on that side stand like that. Really? Yes, it's fascinating. So that's so crazy. That is exactly what we were talking about at brunch. And so my niece is like, yeah, she's with her girlfriend. And she was like, we were having this conversation of like, I wonder what traits our kids, like if we have a kid, what trait our kid will have of mine and what kid, Mm -hmm. you know, what our kid will have of yours. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. And then she goes, wait, because her girlfriend pointed out that's not possible. Because if you're in a lesbian couple, the child isn't going to have traits of both of you. It's only going to have traits of one of you because you can only use one of your eggs. You get what I'm saying? Unless a mm. lot of the behavior is learned. Like the, like Jimmy might be standing like that because he has learned it from Bart. Maybe, but we're talking like DNA wise. Uh-huh. Okay. Like some, some DNA traits. Cause there are like, there's that, that there's some truth into that. Your DNA, obviously you've created this child. So your mm-hmm. DNA, not just how you're raising this child, you're going to see yourself in that child because of the DNA. Some are learned, but some is DNA. So we were all just kind of like, and I was, I was like my niece. I was like, oh yeah, that's going to be so cute. And then she's like, no, no, no. I did the same thing as you. And then she had to point out to me, that's not going to be the case. It's only going to be one of us that is going to have that DNA impact on the child because it can only be one egg. So then I, we didn't have this conversation at brunch because you don't really do sperm chat at brunch. That's <laughs> Got egg weights coming, I mean, to and yes. from everybody. Here's the last thing you want to be talking about. Is I it. didn't want to eat my soft scrambled eggs while talking about sperm. Okay. So later on, I was thinking and I was like, that is kind of a bummer because you want both of your families, like she wanted both of her families to be represented with the child. So it got me thinking, what if she used her girlfriend's egg 
but she got her brother or one of her uncles to donate the sperm. So you have that familial trait in your child, but it's somebody from your family tree, which presents the question, Interesting. would it be weird to ask your uncle or brother to donate the sperm so you could have a child with your partner that also has some of your family DNA in it. We're all sort of chewing on this. I can see everybody kind of looking up, like wondering, how can this work? So it would be, so for instance, if it, like if she used uh, her uncle's sperm, um, it would be his great niece and daughter. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like if you use your, your brother's, not with, not with your egg, with your partner's egg. Right, right. But that's still your half-sibling then. No, your half-nephew. Your nephew. That would be your nephew because it's your brother's child, technically, even though it's your child. Yes. Genetically, it would be your brother's child. That's so right. it would be your either son or daughter slash niece, nephew. Correct. So you would be the mother to your own niece or yes. nephew? Yes. yes. Whoa! Yes. You'd be wow. mama aunt. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be cousin. If you're using uh, your uncle, if you're using if you're, your brother's yeah. sperm, yes. But if you use your uncle's sperm, then you'd be mama cousin. Mama cousin. <laughs> Damn. But like, like I said, if you are a same sex couple <laughs> yeah. and you want to have family traits from both sides. Mama cousin makes sense. <laughs> maybe maybe it's, it's, it's weird or not, depending upon the region of the world you ask the question in. <laughs> See, we're all from Kentucky, so I felt like this was a completely suitable question to ponder. This does have reality TV show, Kentucky reality TV show plan. Oh, written all over it. <laughs> Mama cousin. That's <laughs> <laughs> the bird show. The Bird Show. So I've been approached to do a reality TV show. And it's not the first. I mean, when you do a show like this, um, I think when casting directors come into town uh, and they start asking people like, do you know anybody that might fit into this TV show? We're top of mind because we've done the show here for so long. And it's also like a win-win because we'll talk about it on the radio. Uh, there you go. So <laughs> um, over the years, I've been uh, approached to do a couple of different reality TV shows. But look. If we, we want to be smart about it, we know what these things are about, right? They're just going to create uh-huh. tension in your house and in your life. Most reality TV shows don't do well if everything's fine mm-hmm. with the cast, right? So for a couple, a couple of different times, um, I was approached to have my whole family in a reality TV show. And when I dug a little bit deeper, there was one that I realized that as they were putting these couples together, the show really wasn't about the guys on this show. It was about the our wives not getting along. Mm. I could just tell by the cast that they were putting together that they were putting together all alpha females. And I could just see in my mind, because this is sort of what we do for, we're in kind of the same business, right? Entertainment. And we know what works and we doesn't. Drama and what sells. doesn't, drama sells, right? So I've always turned it down. I didn't want cameras in my house ever. Um, I do appreciate my private time and I just try to avoid any kind of stress And inviting cameras into your house, knowing that they're going to stir up drama. I didn't need that in my marriage. It was suffering anyway. So I wasn't going to add to that. But kudos to you for making that decision because quite a few people need to make the same one and they don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. It it rarely ends well, right? But this one, at least on the first email, and I got a follow-up today, 
feels innocent enough, except it's going to be focusing on one of my kids. No, mm. no, no. You don't even know what it is yet. I don't care. No. <laughs> you don't even know what it is yet. If you don't want to do reality TV, why would you want your child to do reality TV? Let me just read. Yeah, I mean, I would do it with him. Of course. And uh, he doesn't even know about this yet. I haven't even run this by him. I haven't even run this by my ex-wife. I would never sign off on this without getting her permission also. Of course. So um, the email reads, my name is, I won't use their name, blank, and I'm a casting director for a possible new reality TV show in town. I got your name from a few people and have listened to your show now. I think you might be perfect for what we're looking for. The first time I listened to your show, you were discussing a mistaken home fecal test. And I thought, well, at least I know this guy isn't afraid to share his personal life. Facts. That's, fact. That's for sure. And then they're right. Ha. Huh? Anyway, we're looking for families that are going through the process of picking and getting accepted to colleges. That's my son. My, my junior, Hollis, is looking at schools right now, trying to determine which one he wants to go to. Uh, we understand you have a son that is just beginning this process now. Our show intends to focus on the stresses mm, and triumphs mm, as parents go through this important process with their kids. It's going to be an exciting show that mirrors the lives of a few students and their families going through this process together. If you're interested, I'd love to discuss more and provide you answers to your questions. Looking forward to hearing from you. No. Mm. No. Okay, so <laughs> I, I agree with you. Like, my knee-jerk reaction to this is, okay, n no. But then I'm looking at it going like, I mean, what kind of drama could they possibly stir up? You have no that idea. That would make him uncomfortable, Our relation put a stress on our relationship. I, this one seems as innocent as any of the offers that I've, I've had before. What would the benefits be? Mm. Uh, well, the silence is definite. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's, that would be my first yeah, question. And I haven't even asked him about it. I don't know if this is something that he'd really be into or not. I mean, for the benefit for us, I mean, we would get some notoriety for the show, I guess. Yeah. But not, mm -hmm. I don't want to cost, not, not at the cost of my relationship with my kid. You're putting his academics on blast. You're putting your financials on mm. blast. Like, he has a dream school he doesn't get into. And then he's like, that's now being, you know, aired nationally. I just, I feel like there's so many downsides to this rather than an upside. Like, you can document this journey mm -hmm. on our show. Right. And that way you have that in... I can control the narrative. Yeah, exactly. No. This, you have zero control over. Yeah. I don't think there's anything... It sounds like a cool show that I would watch. It would be interesting. My issue is with... And I've seen this with companies that aren't reality shows that are just much lesser... You have to sign over the rights to use your image mm -hmm. however they want in perpetuity for whatever reason. And so that would be my whole hang up is giving my kids likeness to some company to literally use however they want for the rest of his life worldwide. They can make him look however they want. Mm. They could put his face on any image. It doesn't even have to do with the reality show. I, I'm assuming because that's what most of these blanket lawyer statements cover now just to keep, safeguard the company. But like. I was going to go to an event at um, my alma mater and their image agreement. Like if you go to this event, you're agreeing to X, Y, and Z. And I was like, absolutely not. I am not going to mm -hmm. sign my kid up so you can use her face for the rest of her life in marketing however you want. And they're just safeguarding themselves. Like I understand it's like lawyer speak. They're just crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's to be safe. But 
you're really signing away so yeah. much. You know, and as as again, we're sort of in the same entertainment type deal. We don't focus just on um, on reality type stuff and drama. But as I was putting this whole show together in my mind, looking what they're looking for, for me, this is like a really exciting time for me and Hollis and his mom also in that he's coming home from school and he's like, you know what? I think Temple's the top of my list now. And then I'd ask him to rank, you know, what his most desirable schools are and you know, he and I getting in a car and going to Ole Miss. And then, by the way, he's into LSU now also. Oh, yeah. Oh, go Tigers. It's so funny that he has accidentally picked schools that are really desirable for him for sports marketing that are represented by everybody in here. He wants to go to Kentucky. He's thinking Kentucky, nice. NC State, and LSU now also. Not Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Case loss. So I, you know, so I could kind of see like the camera's following us through that process and he's taking his grade so seriously now because this is really in front of him and he's working so hard. Nice. And I just thought I would kind of, I don't know. I, I can see you working. I'd say go back and make sure you read all of the email because you're kind of known for not reading all of the emails because <laughs> I want somewhere at the bottom to be like, oh, yeah, and you two have to be naked. <laughs> <laughs> Choosing a school and naked? It naked, doesn't, uh-uh. Naked and afraid on campus? <laughs> Al Shea, good morning. You are part of the Burt Show. Hi. Good morning, Burt Show family. Yeah, um... I don't think it's really a good idea for the simple fact that you've been doing this business for years and him doing that is going to kind of throw him into it. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to know who you are. They're going to know who he is. They're going to know his mistakes that you talked about on the radio. And then, you know, you're going to have to deal with uh, one of the sponsors and stuff that might want to use him because of your name. It's it's just a lot that he, he hasn't been, you know, Given as far as the entertainment business, nah, you're right. You are a part of. You're right. One po- positive could be like uh, he's really, really into soccer, and he's pretty dang good at it. So maybe if we do this thing, mm-hmm. a school sees him and they recruit him to go to their school, and he could get a scholarship. So that could be on the good That's side. Fair. That's a stretch. <laughs> what are you saying? My son's not good. He's not that good. No, that a recruiter would be watching the show. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call them today and just get some more details. But I'm about 85 percent no on it, and I should probably run it by him. Yeah, there, yeah. That, there's that. Yeah, it's the Bird Show. Get it, the Bird Show. So let me ask you this, Chris. This is the first time I've heard of this. So I have a friend who is like, dude, I got to tell you what's going on. So the other day I noticed that my wife is on her phone and I saw some pictures come in and she kind of hid the, puts the phone down really, really quickly, right? Mm-hmm. He starts to get real curious. Like what the hell is going on over there? That's sketch behavior. Mm-hmm. Sketch behavior. Right, so she starts to make a whole bunch of excuses. Don't you trust me? And he's like, well, if it's like not a big deal, why don't you just show me what's on your phone? So finally, she sheepishly turns on her phone, just slides it on over to him. And there are a bunch of pictures in a group text of women that are sending nude pictures to each other in this friend group. The women are all trying to lose weight together. So they have been sending pictures to each other showing their progress pictures. Oh, it's okay. So it's naked pictures of themselves. Of themselves. I thought they were sending nudes of other men. I'm like, no, this no, no, is no, no, weird. No, no. <laughs> no, this is just um, nude pictures of themselves showing their progress. And I don't know all the details, so I don't know if they're doing this weekly. She shouldn't have showed her husband this. Well, he was kind of demanding it. No, yeah. uh, absolutely. I would tell him what it is. Be like, listen, 
I'm in a group chat with my girlfriends. We are losing weight. We're holding each other accountable, showing showing progress, and we are sharing nude photos of each other. And you can't... Dude dude would never believe that. No. Never believe that. I didn't even know this was a thing. How? I would... That is such a betrayal of your friend. If she sends you a nude photo and then you show it to somebody. Like, you have... No, you can't do that. If the roles are reversed, would you believe it? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, right. but, yeah, Tommy no, sent me a nude. Hey, it's just my friend. He, he just lost 15 pounds. He looks <laughs> great. Here you go. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Well, first of all, I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't either. This is uh, this is news to me. All right. So that's my first question here. one eight five five Bircho, And we could put you on the voice disguiser. If you're a woman that... Not as necessarily as in a group, but has a friend, and you guys are trying to lose weight, so you send naked pictures to each other of your progress. I've never heard that. Yeah. And the second question I think would be like, do you show no. your significant other? If I was in this, if we all decided to do this, I think one of the stipulations would be we don't show these pictures to anybody because that is a very vulnerable, you know, one, you should, it doesn't matter who you're sending the nudes to. You, you shouldn't be sending nudes over text, period, because yeah, that's just a bad idea. But if you're going to do it, you have that agreement with whomever you're sharing them with. Like if this is a, a weight loss crew all right, I'm going to send you this. You can't show it to anybody, including your significant other. If I found out we did this and you showed your husband my naked photo, I am livid with you. That breaks all kinds of girl code. See, as I'm looking at the phones, because usually you guys will call about anything. I mean, we've got nobody on the line that says that they send nude photos to their friends as progress reports for weight loss. So I'm not even exactly sure if it's real or not. Maybe I don't understand because I'm not a woman, but why can't you do this? in like a sports bra. Like, why do you have to be nude in order to show the progress? Mm-hmm. You're asking the wrong chica. One, I, I, This is not my jam. This is not something I would do. And you've never heard of this before? Never. So is it possible, I can't even think of what the scenario could be. Is it possible that that's not it? That And she's, oh. get, she's in some kind of, I, uh, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't oh, even so, know about that. Oh, so she's fibbing. About the weight loss crew. Yeah, this is, I've never heard of this. This is odd. I don't see how this is, like, worthy of holding each other accountable if you're trying to lose weight. I don't, the whole thing is just, it's, it's, it's off. It's not set, it's not, it's not hitting right for me. Something ain't right. Something, yeah. Mm -hmm. Something smells fishy. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Georgia. You are on the Burt Show. Hello. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> no, hold on a second. I was just taking. Just it. What, you guys, <laughs> what you guys were laughing. <laughs> hold on one second. I, I gotta, <laughs> you got to collect yourself, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I got you. You're welcome for that sneaky. <laughs> Something smells fishy. Okay. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Georgia. Good morning. Good. Um, hi, Bert Show. Hi. So I have a weird comment. So I haven't sent nude photos before for like weight loss and stuff, but some of my girlfriends and I have sent nude photos to each other almost for like approval, like to make sure they're cute before sending them to like a boy. Really? That's a thing. So you're like the first filter (laughs) and they'll either say yes or no before you send them to some dude. And they they could be like, you know, no, that position isn't flattering. Do this. Oh, you need to do this with the lighting. Huh. 
Correct, yeah. but like feedback. Yeah, those deep oh. friendships of women are very different than dudes. Very different. You guys are good to each other. Thank you, you imagine. <laughs> no. Hey, bro, how does look? How <laughs> Do I need to fluff it a little more? <laughs> WTF. That all you got, bro? <laughs> Definitely send somebody else. Yeah, man. Mm. Uh, her, her name is Amanda. She wants to be on the voice disguiser. Hey, Amanda, good morning. Hi, good morning. First of all, I'm a P1 listener, and I love you guys. I listen to you guys every morning. Bless you so much. Thank you. I um, lost 150 pounds, and when I was going through my weight loss, I would send my friends all kinds of pictures <laughs> to show my progress, like, all the time. And I was going off of my, the other caller. When I used to send pictures, like, to my husband and stuff, I would always send them pictures to get their approval, like, does this look good? Sometimes my friends would even take the pictures for me. I am fascinated. Y'all are good friends. Wow. Never heard of this before in my Never life. Never in my life. Wow. Thank you for calling. Appreciate it. And congrats on all the weight loss. Yeah, that is fantastic. That takes a lot of discipline. Congratulations yeah. awesome. on that. Uh, and one more here. Yeah, I guess it is kind of a common thing. Hey, Tara, good morning. Hi, good morning, guys. Um, I'm a gastric bypass patient, and I'm a part of a couple of groups. Mm -hmm. And we do take pictures and send them to each other because sometimes when you have dramatic weight loss, you get body dysmorphia, mm. and you don't see it. Ah, uh, that's we fair. Always send it in, like, mine are always, in, I'm at least in bra and underwear. I've never sent a naked picture to anyone like that, but sometimes the accountability, you don't see it, you need somebody else to see it. Because I'm in a group where somebody just lost 300 pounds. Dang. Wow. That's incredible. Okay. All right. That makes, I mean, thank you for that perspective. All right. So it does happen. It, it does happen. happen. I wouldn't say it's like common, but it definitely happens. Okay. Get it. The Bird Show. There's a time and a place for stupid. <laughs> and first thing Monday morning is a great place for stupid. It is Kristen's Stupid Bit of the Week to start us off. You know, I felt just right to kick off this Monday morning with a little bit of stupid to help get our minds mm -hmm. going. So Merriam-Webster just added 690 new words and terms. A few weeks ago, Dictionary.com added 566 new words and terms. I'm going to read you some of these new words and terms that they added to Merriam-Webster and Dictionary.com. And you're going to have to tell me the definition. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Some of these I'm very perplexed. Oh, and like the stipulation to make it in, each one of these words or terms has to be used by a lot of people and has to be useful for a general audience and likely to stick around. Okay. Some of these I didn't even know existed, but hey, now we know. All right. Your first word is Blur's Day. Blur's day. It's when you get so hammered on Wednesday night <laughs> yes. that you wake up Thursday, which is really Blur's day. Uh -huh. Or or you get hammered on Thursday. Uh-huh. And it becomes Blur's day. Going into Friday. Uh-huh. I like your definition. That is not accurate, but I really dig it. This clearly comes from the passage of Genesis where God created the eighth day, Blur's Day. <laughs> <laughs> really New Testament. <laughs> new, 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 new Testament. Um, Blur's Day is when you didn't get any sleep on Wednesday and so you're just walking around as Blur on a Thursday. I'm actually out the gate really impressed with your all's guesses. <laughs> we We're intellectuals. Leave. We should leave now. Yeah, you really should. Um, Blur's Day, a day not 
easily distinguished from others other days or the phenomenon of days running together. So like last week, uh. Thursday, like mm. Wednesday felt like it should have been Thursday and you get your days confused or you don't know what you don't know what day it is. That's blurs day. Like over the holidays mm-hmm. when you lose track of the days, yeah. those are blurs Got days. Got it. All right. All right. Got it. Next is shower orange. Shower orange. Wow. This was actually added to the dictionary. It's another way of saying loofah sponge. That is incorrect. It's when you get a little snacky in the shower. You get your shower orange. That is correct. It's a what? Seriously? <laughs> it's like a, like a shower beer when you, when you mm-hmm. have a beer in the shower. Mm-hmm. Just like that with an orange. It's an orange that is peeled and eaten in a steamy shower. People claim it's soothing. Shower orange. Okay. Never heard of that in my life. Now you, and you now drink you beers in the shower? No, but that's like a thing. I, like every guy I've ever dated is like, can you pass me a shower beer? Okay. And they had to define it. That right, says a lot. Yep. Uh, uh, the worst is what I've seen uh, my dad back in the day try to smoke a cigarette in the shower. <laughs> that's that's hard. Just wait till you got out. It's a, shower, no. it's a shower cigarette. You guys have never been around somebody like that before? No. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's special. <laughs> that's special. All right. Your next word is mid. Mid. Oh. Oh, when a, when a girl's busted. Average. 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 Yeah. Average. Yeah. average. Yeah. I know that one. Tomato, yeah. tomato. Something that's not busted. So if she's mid, she's busted. Is not if, you're not, not. if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> <laughs> Something that's not great, but not awful. It's just mid. Mid. Mm-hmm. Like University of Florida this year. Oh, yes. we, we are the number one public university, according to the Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much. We're talking about football, football. babe. Well, <laughs> listen, Sorry. I had nothing to do with the football team, everything to do with the <laughs> academics. All right, your next word is speed run. Speed run. Speed run. Speed run. Speed uh, run. Speed. It, it uh, is it not quite running, not quite walking. Isn't it almost like an Olympic event, that thing? That that's thing? speed walking. That's speed walking. Uh, yes. This is a little faster than that. Okay. It's speed running. Yeah. Uh, you're going to do something, but a little bit quicker than you normally would. Mm, no. Um, to, to decide to run really quickly. <laughs> yeah. uh, speed, speed run. It literally has nothing to do with running. Speed run. Uh-huh. What is it? When you play an entire video game as fast as possible. It's a speed run. Oh. Um, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you guys game at all? Look, no. Does anybody in here game? Mm-hmm. Cassie's Cassie is the only bit, yeah. one. All right, your next word is smishing. 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 Um, spell it, and I need the origin of the word, please. Okay, it's S-M-I-S-H-I-N-G. Smishing, it's a noun. It came from the internet. <laughs> um, smishing is when you get intimate with somebody in the water. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Wait, that's right. You're not quite smashing. <laughs> it's, it's more smishing. And you're kind. Of, you're not fishing, right? But you're smishing. And you're not swimming. No. So smishing. And you're not smushing. And you're not smushing. <laughs> that isn't correct. Uh, cuddling with a fish. <laughs> that isn't correct. It has nothing to do with fish. You're smiling while you're also wishing. Oh, you're smishing. I like that, but that is incorrect. <laughs> The practice of sending text messages to someone in order to trick the person into revealing personal or confidential information, uh, which then can be used for criminal purposes. Oh, wow. You are smishing. Are you guys getting a crazy amount of these lately? Yes. Right? Yeah. It seems like it's picked up the last couple of months. Oh, uh-huh. those spam text yeah. messages? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, all right. <laughs> 
Good luck with this one. John. John? <laughs> or Jean. Well, you have to spell it. J-A-W-N. Like yawn, but with a J in front of it. Oh. John. It's when you yawn really loudly and you almost like dislocate your jaw. You ever done that? Yeah. You oh, yeah. You hear it like in there. That little pop. Yeah, that's what that is. Incorrect. But I like it. Is it referring to a people? Um, It's something used by very specific people. Oh, it's not that. Mm. Long johns. It's uh, <laughs> what white people wear when they're cold. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> What? Long johns? Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's a filler word used by people in Philadelphia when they can't think of the name of something. Like, hey, can you hand me that Jean right there? Uh, okay. I thought it might have had something to do with that, uh-huh. but I wasn't sure. All okay. right, but I've been very intrigued and uh, impressed by all of your responses so far this morning. Even though they were all wrong. They were all yeah, incredibly got, wrong. I got one right. Oh, you yeah. did. Right. Number one public university, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Don't print on a football field, I'll tell you that. And that's where it really counts. Listen, it's the Burt Show.